Welcome back to Serial Bowls. Patrick, how are we feeling this week? We're feeling pretty good. Maxon's back. We're getting into the November statement uh, games for a lot of the programs. Uh, coming up fresh off a very exciting weekend of football. How about you, Ned? I'm feeling great as well. The chill is in the air. This is, in for my money, the best time of the year, period. From about mid to late October all the way through the new year, this is really uh, when I thrive overall. You know, it's big boy season. and It's dad swag season. I got my beat up running shoes and my flannel on right now. I'm feeling great. Is it soup season for you yet? Are you going to be making soup soon? Yeah, I have... Um, I made chili this past weekend, so I've been working my way through that. Um, but I've got the beef broth. I've got the chicken broth. Uh, soups will be made very shortly. Good, good. Good to hear. Uh, all right, let's get into the week that was. Uh, first, The first game, which was, I mean, this is one of the best games of the year for me. Michigan State 37, Michigan 33. Yeah, uh, MVP to Gus Johnson, the god. Um, but really, Kenneth Walker the third here uh, was, I think, single-handedly cemented him as first place for the Heisman just on this performance alone. Yeah, he was. First of all, Gus Johnson was incredible. He's. It's just so much. It's so fun he, when he's on calls on like a good game. I know it's like he is. I feel like some college football announcers sound like they don't want to be there. Or they're trying to add this air of gravitas to the whole thing. Gus Johnson just loves. Big plays, big hits, and hollering. I, and I love it. Yeah, I love it when he's like in the middle of a sentence on that one run where he was like Kenneth Walker and just like starts yelling the name. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just gets you jacked up. Yeah, uh, a few years back, I, I think it was the Big Ten Championship, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, and someone got either got a sack or scored a touchdown, and he is bellowing. He's like, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Bar fight, and I, <laughs> absolutely it, elated. Who was the kicker? His last name's Dicker or something, and he made a um, game-winning field goal. He's like Dicker, yeah, the kicker, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, he he rocks, and he he just added that extra little seasoning uh, to this game. But like you said, Kenneth Walker the third was incredible. So basically, I think. Michigan probably should have won this game. If they played this game 10 times, they yeah. win seven or eight. Yes. But basically it came down to the fact of their turnovers came at the worst possible time and that Michigan State has Kenneth Walker and they don't. Yeah, Miss, uh, Michigan State was making – well, Kenneth Walker really because he carried this team. Kenneth Walker was making chicken salad out of chicken shit, and that's uh, – Richard Johnson's quoted that. I thought that was a nice uh, way to describe how he performed. He was – 23 attempts for 197 yards and five whole touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one half into this game, everyone was clearly thinking Michigan is much better talent wise. They are competing a lot better than Michigan state. So I guess Michigan State's not there yet, but yeah. Turnovers down the stretch that really did cost the Wolverines the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I, you know, I weirdly, I think I'm maybe the biggest Jim Harbaugh defender on the internet. Um, all the stuff that came out after this game, I saw national writers being like, this is Jim Harbaugh. He can never win the big one. Michigan fans were throwing his picture in the garbage. I saw people like hitting it with baseball bats, like burning their jerseys. Um, and, it, you know, putting in J.J. McCarthy in the fourth quarter, um, you know, a true freshman in the rain who hadn't played much, I'll give it to them. That was a, that was a questionable call. Well, but, what I, what I was reading with that is, uh, um, uh, Kate, uh, Mac, um, uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, Mac McNamara, yes, Kate McNamara was injured, and he was going to the in, he, like he was getting checked down the injury tent, so he was only putting in that JJ uh, McCarthy quarterback in for a few plays while he's getting checked out. But of course, those few plays that he yeah. went in, he just shit the bed. So yeah. I, I understand why a lot of Michigan fans were pissed, but it wasn't like he was trying to change up, change up something offensively. Yeah. And I mean, McNamara, and I think this is a huge point for Harbaugh is up until this point, Michigan had just been running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And they came out and they threw the ball 44 times. 
Uh, Cade McNamara, or no, sorry, 48 times to include McCarthy. McNamara threw for almost 400 yards. He was good. Yeah, he, he was, was really he was, his pinpoint placement was exceptional throughout. The, he was just so accurate in the middle of the field, where he was just guiding his receivers perfectly. Like uh, that first touchdown, like 90 yard, 80 yeah. yard touchdown. That was Perfect a beautiful throw ball. Perfect yeah. throw. Yeah, for the freshman Andrew Anthony, who he was awesome too. Six oh, catches, yeah. 155. Um, and I think coming into the game, he had had like two targets maybe yeah and then he uh had two touchdowns in this game he was great um this was just a great game won by a great player in a great atmosphere um what really more can you ask for um and like you said walker was i mean he's got to be the highest and michigan state wasn't even opening up these huge you know 18 wheeler trucker lanes like you see sometimes this was all him yeah, he he was just the, the his first touchdown run where he went into a broken play, into a bunch of blockers, and he was able to pop back on the outside and un, almost untouched to the end zone, which is something like that is what every running back wants to be like is someone who can make something out of nothing, and he's he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, and you know it's funny people say you know how did Wake Forest let him get away? My question is is how did he end up at Wake Forest to begin with? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Let me, you know, I'm going to do a quick live Google here. I'm on, I'm on the 247. This kid was only a three-star out of high school. And, you know, I do sort of submit to the gospel of these recruiting services. Who's that scout? Fire his ass. What yeah. a new profession, bro. They blew one here. The number 143 ranked running back. What happened here? His, I, and look at these offers. Kent State, Arkansas State, Eastern Kentucky, Mercer. Wake Forest was the only FBS school to offer this kid. Fire all the coaches. I, I'm, and he's from Tennessee. Wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm even more disgusted uh, with the Jeremy Pruitt tenure at Tennessee than I was before. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Yuck. Anyway, that kid's headed to New York, as narrated by Gus Johnson. Um, so great game for Michigan state, uh, and they're eight now and, uh, they, um, yeah, they they're, they're their playoff destiny. They're eight now. Uh, but I kind of feel like they're on a magic corporate ride right now. Um, just don't look at that schedule down the line for the Michigan state. Uh, and also the fans after the game that were flipping cars for like their own classmates. Yeah. Yeah. L- let's, um, look back at this when they have to play Ohio state. Yeah, uh, that was something – flipping the car f- for me was one thing, um, but everyone coming in to curb stomp the windshield, that just felt like it was a little too much. Yeah, you know, white people love to riot for anything. Yeah, they – yeah. Ooh, you put white people in a big college sports victory, ooh, you better lock the doors, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elsewhere in the Big Ten, Ohio State 33, Penn State 24, uh, this Penn State loves hanging around in this matchup. Yeah, Every, I was big wrong about this matchup. I thought they were going to collapse. And then I thought so too, but they can never seal the deal. Um, this year's isn't what I expected. Uh, Sean Clifford, they must have given that boy the good stuff. He was on fire, banged yeah, he up. Was, he was sharp. He was very sharp. 361, 72.4 QBR. Found Jahan Dotson, let his playmakers make plays. Dotson had 11 catches for 127. But the issue here was that Penn State couldn't run the ball. Yeah. They, uh, they offensively, they couldn't run the ball, like you said. Um, they just, they couldn't close the game. The, the whole time, there really wasn't any threat of them closing this game. Um, I don't know what happened last week with that 9 OT thriller loss against Illinois. Uh, I guess they went into that game just, not even paying attention to the matchup, yeah. like, which says a lot about the coaching, if that's the case. But yeah, I, I will say on the other side of the ball that Penn State re- did a really, really good job controlling the damage of uh, Ohio State's offense. Um, so that's, I guess, a plus side to this loss for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, the, the defense was extremely impressive to me. Um, holding because, – because of the scoop and score touchdown – um, you know, the one killer mistake for Penn State. They held Ohio State to under 30 points at home. 
Yeah. And they, they, I mean, they shut down uh, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trayvon, uh, Travion Henderson, uh, he did have 152 yards, but that's just, that's padded off a of one outlier 68 yard touchdown. Yeah. I, I have his, his runs right here. In, in the first half, here he had uh, nine carries. One, negative four, two, negative one, four, two, four, negative one, negative one. Yeah. And so they really bottomed him up. And in the second half, we had six, five, three, negative one, one. So he, he, he's getting a little bit more, but then he had that 68-yard run um, that led to a one-yard touchdown run for him on the same drive, bottomed him up some more. And then on that final drive, he had a 22-yard run and a 12-yard run. Uh, to set up the, that easy chip shot field goal to make it a nine point game and effectively end it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, this is just the story with Penn State. If they stop Henderson on that 68 yard run or they don't give up that scoop and score, they could have won the game. Yeah. But they just, and to beat these elite teams, you have to play perfectly. And Penn State seems to love to blow it at the worst possible moment. Yeah, there was that one play at the end where, you know, James Franklin, the wide receiver, made it seem like, hey, he got pushed out of bounds when they caught that. He caught the pass and went for a touchdown, but yeah, they called the penalty. And there was like, come on, no, no, that didn't happen. Like, other than that play, I mean, they just could not, everyone knew they could not score to win this game. No, yeah, they, they really could not. Um, tough. It was a good game, at least, I, you know, in, when you play these teams, your Alabamas, um, your Clemson, other than this year, your Georgias, you know, you just like to see a good game. And we, we got one on Saturday night. And um, what more can you ask for, really? Ohio State, you know, we got Michigan State coming up, and we got Michigan coming up, and and then just whenever Bozo team falls ass backwards in from the West, so um, the playoff rankings will be out shortly. I guess we'll see how much ground they have to make up. Yep. What do you think? They're not out yet, Patrick. Are they above or below Oregon? Got Penn State? No, Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say above. Ooh, I think I, I think so too. Um moving on to the SEC, Auburn 31, Ole Miss 20. We promised a chaotic game. It wasn't quite as chaotic as we had hoped for. Um, I think a big part of that, and I think the reason Ole Miss lost here, um, Matt Corral has been an absolute warrior, our, our nation's foremost gamer, um, and he couldn't quite play through the pain this week. Oh, no. He, he was playing on no good ankles. It, yeah, I, I think this was – He's got to be hurting right now. Yeah. it's This was all eight games. Uh, he plays that very bruising, physical, dual-threat style. All, he, he had to pay the bill for all eight games in this one. Um, and he, like I said, he's an absolute warrior. Um, he got drilled on a few sacks, um, you know, carried the ball 10 times, almost 300 yards passing, but it just wasn't enough. Um, yeah. Um, the Tigers knew going in that he was banged up, and when he got that second ankle injury, they just zeroed in on closing out Snoop Connor and – shutting down the run game and they were able to take over. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it was, it was pretty, it was, I mean, it was wire to wire, I guess, most of the time. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth at one yeah, point, good game. but um, I mean, this, I think the story here is, is do we have a, it's good bow back, good bow Knicks, or is it more like a evolved bow Knicks? I mean, he looked good. He was 23 for 30 for 276 in the touchdown. I mean, he was throwing rhythm. He, uh, it seems like he's got a really good chemistry with, um, Offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. They, yeah, he does. He seems, you know, I, I've got his uh, his game log up now. Yeah, he, he had two seventy five against Akron. You know, who cares? Um, three straight weeks under two hundred, and then LSU was a bit of a get right game. And ever since then, he's been putting up. I mean, he threw for two hundred seventeen yards against Georgia, which is more than you know half their schedule combined. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me. So I, I think we might we might be having a, a good Bo Nix sighting. I, I think you're right. Um, he like you said, he was very good in this game. It seems like he has kind of tamped down the bad chaos and 
and boosted the good chaos. I, I, I will say that Auburn is somewhat surprisingly, and it's really impressive this year with the first year head coach and Brian Harzen that they, they are a solid team. Um, they've just like exceeded expectations. Like you and I were pretty down on Auburn in the pre, uh, the yeah. preview. Uh, we, you know, this, we thought this Harson guy was going to be a joke. And I mean, he, he has kind of made Auburn less chaotic than usual. I mean, they're kind of boring, but I mean, they're, they're surprisingly getting the job done ish right now. Yeah. I mean, they only have one conference loss, um, which, you know, is pretty surprising, um, given, I mean, just the pure chaos of that league this year. But, you know, here we are um, about halfway through the league schedule, and they're in second place. They have the uh, third best record in the entire conference. Yep. Um, And I'm not even sure if they're good. Uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about it more uh, in the Week 10 preview, but we're going to find out a lot this weekend. Agreed. Elsewhere in the SEC, maybe the funniest – um, sequence of plays I've seen in quite some time. Georgia 34, Florida 7. Um, let's do a little, uh, before we let Patrick talk his shit. Um, so here, here's what happened. Uh, Florida turns the ball over on downs. You know, no big deal. They're down 3 nothing. whatever. Stetson Bennett hits a 32-yard pass, and then throws a bad interception. And you're thinking... Uh, okay. This, yeah. This is, and then, and then, <clears throat> I guess maybe what we should have started to see go wrong for Florida is a guy picked it off in the end zone, and instead of just falling down or running out the side, he tried to take it out. Uh, was ripped down right at the two, I believe. Uh, so that wasn't a great decision, but you know what? They've got the ball. They're feeling good. Um, Richardson runs uh, off tackle eight yards and just keeps those legs churning. To his detriment. Um, <clears throat> Nolan Smith from Georgia just ripped that shit right out. Uh, got the turnover. Georgia scored on the very next play. You yeah, know- uh, it took like six games. Or I'm sorry, it took like six plays for this to go from a stressful one for Georgia fans to a blowout. It, it was pretty fucking wild to watch that happen. Yeah, they uh, Florida got the ball right back. Proceeded through an interception. Georgia scored on the very next play. Florida gets the ball back again. All right. We're, we've been hit a few times, but we're getting back up off the mat. And then Anthony Richardson throws a pick six in which Gary Danielson on CBS said, uh-oh, once Richardson let go of the ball. Oh, yeah. Right when that release <laughs> happened, you hear him go, oh, no. Yeah. And pick six. N'Kobe Dean just snagged that out of the air. Yeah. So we went from being down 3 nothing with the ball to being down 24-0 at halftime. Um, that was insane. Like you blinked and you say, what happened? If you had taken the dog out, you would have missed this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's basically all you can say about this game. Um, uh, after that point, um, it was over. I mean, three turnovers in the first half and Georgia scores 21 points off those every turnover. So that, that loses you, loses you the game 10 out of 10 times right there. Um, I will say Anthony Richardson or uh, AR-15, which is a very unfortunate branding name for you, Anthony, um, could not handle this Georgia defense at all. Um, The only way you can beat Georgia, I think, is if you need a quarterback that's prepared and offense that can do a few things. And Dan Mullen does not have this at all. Um, They were like the first team to surpass 350 yards on that Bulldog defense, but they only scored seven points. This is my favorite stat of maybe the year. Florida outgained Georgia in this game. Awesome. That's 350, 355 to 354. And like you said, seven points, and that felt charitable. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was, a, this was a statement one for Georgia. They, they were pissed about last year's Florida loss, um, and now they have a complete breeze walk into the SEC title game. Um, yeah. Unless like they have a complete meltdown, which Kirby is known – to, you know, game plan really poorly for a, a, a weak matchup. So I, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. But, I mean, schedule-wise, they have a breeze. Um, I do have a pretty a wild Georgia fact for you. Um, after yesterday's game, uh, Georgia has outscored its opponents by 250 points this season. 
And um, this has been the best point differential through the first eight games of the season since 1910. Damn. They weren't even they weren't even throwing the ball forward back then. No. And in 1910, Georgia won its first two games of the season 180 to zero. <laughs> Damn. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the only team I think that can challenge um, them at all is Tennessee. Maybe. Maybe. And we and we we saw how that Alabama game ended. Um, I think that's best case scenario for Tennessee. But like, like you said, Georgia's going to cruise. This is all just heading to the Alabama game in Atlanta. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a lot of fun to watch and watching them terrorize Tennessee and Missouri and Georgia Tech uh, ought to be pretty fun. Yeah, they're they're always a fun team to watch. I, I did like. Usually, when you watch defensive onslaughts, they're boring, but just they're so aggressive and just have so many freak athletes. It's just truly an experience. I highly recommend watching if you have nothing else to watch on the college football Saturday. Yeah, 100%. Um, a few quick hits um, Houston 44, SMU 37. This was a hell of a game. Um, SMU can't be feeling great about allowing two kickoff return touchdowns. Yeah, uh, no tackling, just vibes here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> uh, there. You know what? Honestly, you watch enough football, um, you think, hey, uh, whenever there's a big run, normally it comes back for blocking the back or holding. You know, so why bother tackling? Yep. Um. Shout out to Dan, uh, Dana Holgerson. He seems to have right of the ship with Houston. It did not look well for the first two years while he uh, took over for this job. Um, it's pretty funny, though, that Houston won on a kickoff return for a touchdown when they are statistically the worst team at kickoff returns. Um, so that's that's that was a really funny mm-hmm. uh, cha- uh, chain of events that occurred. Um, but other than that, I mean, both quarterbacks look fine, Tanner Mordecai and Clayton Toon. It was it was it was probably the second best game this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, elsewhere, uh, Mississippi State thirty-one, Kentucky seventeen. What the hell, Stoops? Kentucky, you absolute bozos! What are you doing here? I knew it. I I, I picked them, and I you know I looked at the stats where they've only scored like two touchdowns on the road. I should have listened to my gut here. Yeah, that I mean, Will Rogers did set an SEC record, ninety-two percent completion rate, thirty-six yeah. of thirty-nine, only three hundred and forty-four yards. Um, for all you Washington football team fans out there, that's that John Beck Roy Hulu special right there. Oh yeah, um, I mean, Kentucky started off hot with a seventy-five-yard punt return for a touchdown, but then uh, Will Levis decided to throw three interceptions this game. Yep. Um, that's- uh, yeah. Not going to get it done. I Mississippi mean, State had three touchdowns on the ground too, and I've I've seen a lot where Mike Leach's air raid plays a lot better if you can run the ball decently well. Yeah, so that also factored into this game. It, it really does. Um, elsewhere, in disappointing results, Miami thirty-eight, Pitt thirty-four. Pitt, we wanted to believe. And- yeah, you were the chosen one. And you can't be trusted. Uh, Pickett threw for over 500 yards, um, but Pitt just made too many mistakes, especially on defense. Uh, Miami had a few touchdowns where the guy walked in untouched. Uh, we have an update here, folks, for the uh, college football playoff. Um, Ned numbers 10, 9, and 8. Notre Dame is at 10. Wake Forest is at 9. And Oklahoma is at 8. Wow. Oklahoma- Wake Forest went up one. Oklahoma being down there that far is appropriate, and I love it. Yes. Um, okay, I've, I've got, I've got. Here we go. Twenty-five pit. Uh, okay, still ranked, so we still have a chance for pit. We just talked about them. Twenty-four San Diego State, twenty-three Fresno State, our, our token G five teams. Iowa twenty-two PU, uh, Wisconsin twenty-one. Oh, that's a top twenty win for the Irish. We gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Minnesota twenty. NC State 19, Kentucky 18, Mississippi State 17, Ole Miss 16. Hey, Ole Miss, Mississippi State right next to each other. Do they have um, – do you know if they have like a rivalry or anything? 
Uh, I I don't know. They might got something coming up in a few weeks. Okay. All right. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, BYU 15, A&M, Auburn, Baylor, Oklahoma State um, at 11 there. And you said we've got Notre Dame at 10? At 10. And uh, we have Wake Forest at 9. Oklahoma at 8, yes. And they just revealed number 7 is Michigan. I, uh, you know, I have to agree um, real quick before they reveal the Top six here, uh, number 10, Notre Dame, 44, North Carolina, 34. Uh, this is just a public service announcement. Kyron Williams is an absolute stud. Yeah, it seems uh, uh, It seems Notre Dame has kind of come in form in the past few weeks, and they found the run game, which is awesome. Yeah, and you really see how much more dynamic Notre Dame's offense is if they can just run the ball even a little bit. Um, he had 261 all-purpose, including a 91-yard house call. He went off to the right, nothing there, spun off to the left, stiff-armed a UNC tackle into the ground, yeah. and then just took it 91 yards. That was great. And let me just use this as a platform now as the world's fastest-growing college football podcast uh, with a direct line to the White House. Don't put us in the playoff, please. <laughs> just don't. Um, on the other side of the uh, sideline, um, with the Tar Heels, I think Sam Howell was probably the best player in the field this game. Um, Notre Dame had no answer for him all game, but I mean, he has no supporting cast, yeah, um, at all. And I think there needs to be a conversation coming up for Mac Brown. Um, he's going into year four of this program and he should already have depth and a pretty decent base of talent, and he doesn't really have either right now. So I don't no. know what's going on. It's not like he's doing poorly recruiting wise it's just he's not being able to translate what he's getting in and putting it on the field yeah like like he's there should not have been as steep of a drop off from last year at the skill positions um yeah Howell's great um they could he's he's a big body i can see why the nfl scouts like him very hard to bring down even for a defense as uh stout as Notre dames um here's an interesting result west virginia 38 iowa state 31 good for you west virginia Great win for you. Yeah, we love to see it. Yeah, they um <clears throat> they've been kind of inconsistent all year. This is a great team effort. Um, Iowa State disappeared yet again. Um, I mean, uh, Brees Hall was at least decent in this game. Twenty four for one sixty seven, two touchdowns. But I mean, the big storyline here is that West Virginia finally cashed in on a uh, a good matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Iowa State might be cursed. Fumble the ball on the goal line. They won the turnover battle and lost by a touchdown. I, I, I don't know what's that. Matt Campbell must have hit a shaman's kid or something, uh, ran over a druid's foot. I, I, I don't know what's happening over there. Uh, elsewhere in the Big 12, Baylor 31, Texas 24. And I got to say, Patrick, in this world of new innovation, if Texas could figure out a way to make a football game last 30 minutes, They'd be the number one team in the country. Yeah, they um, man, they uh, they show good signs. They show signs of a good team, but I mean, their O line cannot keep up for sixty minutes. And yeah. they, I mean, they were up 21-10 at one point. Like, sure. and this for the life of them, they cannot play a full game, and they cannot tackle at all. So, this is not anything worrisome. I would say in the long run, this is uh, a year one team for Sarkeesian. Um, so they. They'll probably be fine next year, but yes, um, good for Baylor to get this W. Yeah, great for Baylor. They got a good chance to win the Big 12 still. Um, yeah, like you said, Texas is going to be fine, but it's just got to be uh, very frustrating. Speaking of frustrating, I cannot believe this. Jordan, okay, this I can believe. Georgia's number one. Alabama is number two. Oh, boo! Oh, brother, dude. That's that's disgusting. Come on. That what's we're what's, gonna put Cincinnati at four? Oh I my. mean, come on. Uh, Michigan State is three. That's that's a joke. Alabama has beaten Ole Miss. Great job. Fuck you, Nick Saban. That's a joke. That oh my god. This is this is what you get at the at the live reads. Um, you know, this bounces off a listener question I got earlier. And it said, if Cincinnati goes 13-0 and Alabama goes 11-2, close loss to Georgia in the playoff, in the SEC championship, is Cincinnati in? And I said, oh, for sure. There's no way they'd put a two-loss Alabama in. 
I guess not. I guess not anymore. Whatever. That's embarrassing. What is with Dr. Chris Howard and Condoleezza Rice? What is with them and G5 programs? Yeah. There's two people on the college football playoff committee, I think, still. But, uh, man, uh, the playoff committee does not like non-Power 5 teams. That's embarrassing. And Oregon is number four now. But Cincinnati is not even in the top four. That's that's ridiculous. Oregon, this this is disgusting. I'm very pissed right now. That's at least at least it's not Ohio State, I guess. But like, come on, bro. Yeah, All right, awful. let's let's get to studs and duds. Um, my dud is the fucking committee right now. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that too. Come on, golly. All right, my dad was the defenses in the BYU-UVA game. Uh, this game was incredible. The over-under before the game was 58. They scored 80 points in the first half. Do you want me to do a quick rundown of all the drives in this oh, game? I would love that. All right, this is – we're going to start here. All right, here we go. Um, punt, touchdown, interception, touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 punt. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 <laughs> end of half. And then the second half was touchdown, punt, missed field goal, touchdown, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, interception, touchdown, downs, end of game. I think both teams scored more points in the first half than Georgia's allowed all year. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, the game was awesome. Um, it rocks. Um, speaking of rocking, Sam Hartman is my stud for those undefeated and somehow number fucking nine, Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, 24 of 37, 402 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, six carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns, and an absolute shit kicking of Duke, 45 to seven. Great mm-hmm. job, Sam Hartman. Great job, Wake Forest. Yeah. That's, those are two great uh, studs and duds. Um, my dud, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give to Matt Corral. Uh, 21 for 37, 289 to one in, uh, interception. I know that he was playing hurt, and I know that uh, that going is a you know shouldn't really be a knock against him, but it, it wasn't that great of a performance against Auburn. Um, yeah. But uh, on the other side, my stud, we talked about him earlier, Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, 23 for 197 and five touchdowns. That is a stellar performance. Yep. They rank Cincinnati lower than Ohio State. Uh, that's a joke. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, like, okay, like, I really. Fickle's hate, getting his ass out of there after this year. I really hate to hate to do the schedule breakdown, but who is Ohio State beat? It, like, in this committee's rankings, top 10. They've beaten no one. They have a loss. Cincinnati. Has you know also beat no one uh, except number ten Notre Dame. That's a top ten win right there. Just I mean by the committee's own fucking metric. That's bad. It, that, that's that's clearly uh, they don't give a shit about Cincinnati at all. Um, sweet Ohio State just barely beat a team that lost to Illinois in nine overtimes. Yeah. Oh, come wait, on. Sorry. Ohio State has a the win over number twenty Minnesota. Sick job, everyone. We're absolutely crushing it right now. I'm not mad. Don't put it in the newspaper. I got mad. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go to our frauds. Once again, my frauds, the fucking committee. Go fuck yourself. What a joke. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I, I know. It doesn't really matter. The only rankings that matter are at the end. They just know how to get me. I thought. There's nothing these rankings could do that will really upset me. Whatever. Everything Alabama team is really grinding my fucking gears. <laughs> That's the SEC way, baby. Uh, my fraud's Pittsburgh. I mean, come on, guys. You were the chosen one here. Like, yeah. I, I still think they can win the ACC probably. Yeah. But um, you can't lose that game. You can't lose that game to a, a downtrodden Miami. Um, here, here's a, a question I have. Do you think Manny Diaz has saved his job the past yes. two weeks? Yes. Two straight wins over ranked opponents. Yes. And he can personally thank Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, for uh, that. Yeah. Dude's a stud. 
Yeah. Uh, see you later, Derek King. Uh, this guy is this guy is shaping up to be and looking like to be uh, the Miami quarterback to be a great player. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good. So yeah, Diaz is probably very stoked. He's going to get to stick around and, and, and play him. Yep. Um, okay, my fraud. I've centered myself. Um, apparently, my fraud is a team that's number twenty-two in these bullshit rankings. Iowa. Uh, that's right. We call Iowa frauds a million times in the podcast, and we're going to do it again. You absolute bums. Twenty-seven to seven loss to Wisconsin. One hundred and forty-six total yards. Three turnovers. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of seeing you. Remember how high and mighty everyone was? They said, hey, we just played the defense that creates turnovers. It wasn't absolute luck that you fell ass backwards into. P.U., they stink. Yeah, they are awful. That that offense is so bad. Yeah, congrats on beating Maryland, I guess. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. All right. It's coach firing season. Uh, We've seen a few coaches get the boot already a few more will get it this week i am sure um let's start tossing some coaches in the garbage um, who you got who are you gonna fire right now i'm getting david shaw the fuck out of here you mm-hmm. are done three mm-hmm. and five overall two and four in the garbage ass pack 12 um, and one of those wins was handed to you by the officials against oregon um there's a very good chance they end the year at three and nine They've got Utah left. They've got Oregon State left. They've got Cal left, and they've got Notre Dame. They should be underdogs in all four of those. And uh, according to Bill Connolly, they have an eight percent chance to make a bowl game. Eight. Um, That's not good. No. Um, and it, again, it's in it's in the down Pac-12 um, where you should be able to dominate. You know, maybe not dominate. Win seven fucking games, mm-hmm. and that's not. Uh, P- Patrick, who are you kicking to the curb? I'm kicking to the curb, Dan Mullen. Get him out of here, man. The, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so I'm so over this dude. Like he he is just as he's just as bad as Coach O right now, um, and he has to have a national title in his name. And then he he just gets snide this after this loss because uh, Kirby Smart um started making snide at his recruiting style. Yeah. I guess, and uh, a reporter asked Mullen a question about recruiting, and you could see him roll his eyes, saying, "We're currently in season. We're not talking about recruiting." Well, actually, Dan Mullen, I don't know if you know this, but coaches recruit during the season. That's how they get the five stars. So you you give this bullshit ass answer, mm-hmm. you know, shoving away about recruiting when. Record wise, you can't win any of the big games. Get him out of here. Like, Florida needs to get rid of his ass. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's done. He can't handle it. The the moment is too big for him. He's just going to piss down his leg. Yeah. You know, he's abandoned. Yeah. See you, dude. Get out of here. At least, like, when Muschamp was there, at least Florida was kind of fun bad. Like, they're just kind of, I don't know. They just, we got nothing going on down there. Um, all right, let's let's move on to week ten. I still can't fucking believe these rankings. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Oh my god! All right, Auburn. Uh, let's use these updated rankings. Number thirteen, Auburn, is at number fourteen. A and M. A and M is four and a half point favorites. This is the three thirty CBS game. And truly, we talked about this earlier with Auburn. I don't really know what the hell is going to happen here, um, and I cannot wait to watch every second of it. Will we get the AM that beat Alabama, who's apparently number two? Or will we get the team that beat Colorado 10 to 7? Again, that same team beat number two Alabama. If cannot stress this enough. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, I, I do think that um there's no more dangerous two-loss team in the nation than Auburn right now. Yeah. Um <clears throat> let me tell you what, Zach Calzada is is become more of a game manager. Um, for the Aggies, and they've relied on their ground game and defense to win the matchups. And Auburn has shut down run games last week in Ole Miss, and I think they're going to do it again this weekend. So I I think the Tigers are in control of their own destiny at Sea West, and I think they're, you know, they could be thinking about that juicy Bama matchup. So this could be a trap game, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Tigers here. Yeah, I I think I think I'm going Tigers as well. I think the key is if Tank Bigsby can get going. Um, 
That's a big if, though. Um, but I that that's that's my matchup to watch. Um, Everything on this note sheet just conspires to make me angry. Our next game, also in the SEC, LSU at Alabama. Uh, Alabama is 28.5-point favorites. I have this on here. It's just sort of a point-and-laugh type game. Um, Coach O was giving a press conference just brutally uh, assessing his own team. Um, And it was tough. You know, when you don't have to lie and hype up your guys because you're out of there, he really got after them. And um, Saban's going to get after them, too. Um, and we're going to have to listen to the ESPN guys be like, listen, I know they don't have any good wins, but this team deserves to be number two. We're going to get that the whole time. I'm not going to be mad. Um, what, what, what do you think about this game, Patrick? Uh, well, the last two times, I'm sorry, the last time these two teams met in the regular season two years ago, it was an instant classic. And that's all the nice things I have to say about the 2021 LSU Tigers. Um, they've conceded 122 points in the last three games. So what is going to stop Bama from putting on another like 600 total yards game like they did against Tennessee? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's good. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I just, I, that game is truly just for rubbernecking purposes for me. Um, Hey, maybe we'll get lucky and LSU will beat them. Um, but somehow I doubt it. Uh, okay. Uh, this game I'm more pointing out because it's weird to me. Michigan State um, is at Purdue and they're only three point favorites. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess uh, this could be a trap game for uh, Michigan State. I mean, they're fresh off an epic comeback win against their interstate rivals. Steward students are riding in the streets, flipping cars. I mean, they could be hung over against a sneaky upset potential program yeah. like Purdue, but I mean, because Purdue already shook up the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten West. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, with their win over Iowa a few weeks ago, so why why won't they just throw a wrench in the Big Ten East as well? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, why not? Um, personally, I wish Michigan State was ranked number two, so Purdue could continue their number two killing streak. That would be very nice. Uh, that would be. Yeah, so, you know, Vegas makes a billion dollars a year for a reason. Um, but I, I, so I'll keep my eyes peeled on this one. Um, it's at 3.30 on ABC, so it's the same time as Auburn A&M. I will say that Purdue allows about 140 rushing yards a game. So keep that uh, Kenneth Walker over. Yeah, what's the over? Handy. I'm, yeah, I'm putting the mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Maybe the if you're a little sick, little G5 sicko like Patrick and I, um, you've been rubbing your hands for weeks. See this matchup on the horizon. UTSA at UTEP. Meep, meep. That's right. Uh, 10 15, ESPN 2. I can't wait to watch Frank Harris. Um, 1,800 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, 272 touchdowns on the ground. And he's a quarterback who wears number zero. That's fucking sick. Oh, well, yeah. That is peak G5 <laughs> shit. Their running back's name is Sincere McCormick. That rocks. And he's five and a half yards to carry. Almost He'll break the 1,000-yard uh, rushing mark in this game. Eight touchdowns. This Roadrunners team is fun. And their coach, Jeff Trailer will probably be in the Big 12 next year. Um, TCU, Texas Tech, maybe Baylor if Randall leaves. So you can be the, the joy and delight of your friend group. when you Next year when he gets hired, you say, hey, I watched those Red Runners last year, um, and the slate's a little light, a light this week, so this is the perfect time to take a little detour in a G5 town. I, I don't know if I – I think I read this, that they actually extended the coach for UTSA. Yeah, I, I think because they know that's just going to up his uh, mm, bot- that's, that's new school's going to have to pay, I, I would think. That's a good point. That's um, UTSA. Get that bag. ESPN, you cowards. You should have made this game day. You should have put this in El Paso, but of course you can't because you have to go to Cincinnati, who is... Apparently you don't respect. Yes. So thank you very much. Um, UTSA is one of the last six unbeaten remaining teams in all of college football. They are a very balanced top 10 scoring offense and have a very good top 20 scoring defense to boot. So they, I mean, they they are a very, very fun team. UTEP, on the other hand, um, they're good. They, I, I'm pretty sure they're like one sixteen 
or they're like they're 106 in SP plus to according to Bill Connie, but they are six and two. So this this is gonna be a great, great matchup. Yeah. Um yeah, they lost a close one FAU last week. I was hoping to set up eight and over seven and one. Um, but the the job Dan Dunnell's done that down there to make them bowl eligible is very impressive. And this is a game that's sort of a celebration of the of the fringe of college football. Um, and I, I'm just going to enjoy it with a few cold ones. It'll be a late night game, and, and I hope we'll get some fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple other games to watch. Again, this is more of just a spread watch. Um, Ohio State, Nebraska. Nebraska is 14.5 point underdogs, which is less. About by four points less than Penn State was last week. Which yeah, That's because Ohio State's showing more and more that they have questions, and here they are, ranked higher than Cincinnati. Listen, let me just say, Scott Frost, if you win this game, all is forgiven. <laughs> I'll go back. I'll edit the audio files to say you. <laughs> Scott Frost and Wynn seem to be like mixing oil and vinegar. Uh, they, yeah. They've lost the last five or six games by a combined 25 points. And it doesn't help when you have a quarterback named Adrian Martinez who throws three interceptions against Purdue when they were leading for almost half the game. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it would be pure chaos, pure chaos, if Scott Frost finally grabbed that win. And against just Ohio State, it would be nothing better. Yeah, because maybe think about this. You know, Nebraska's had so much bad luck all year. Maybe all the good luck they get it all in one game. Yeah, they get it all one game. I mean, they, I mean they, they they've held their ground against Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. So why yeah. not Ohio State? What about this? Do you think Nebraska fans would be mad if they won? Because that would give Scott Frost at least yes. a on the job. Yes, that would be maximum chaos. I. Yeah, so I think that's got to be what you, you root for because then no one's happy. <laughs> yeah. if, if I can't be happy, nobody can be happy. Yeah. Um, similarly, Oklahoma State is at West Virginia, who just knocked off Iowa State, and they're only uh, three-point favorites. Just uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, West Virginia's got a lot of momentum going right now on back-to-back wins. So uh, Oklahoma State is on upset alert. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to some listener questions. From Steve, who wins a football game between Catholic and Rice? Well, seeing that Catholic lost 16, 62 to 10 to Randolph Macon, I'm going to take Rice. Yeah, I think the Owls eke it out in overtime, personally. Uh, yep, yep, yep. They get it done. Uh, from Zach Roland, he asked, How would you both rate your excitement level for Maction coming back tonight? Uh, it was like a six, but, um, Right now, I'm, I'm kind of down on college football. Uh, I'm put it back to a four because there's baseball going on. There's a game six happening right now, or in about 20 minutes, and the committee has pissed me off enough just to go watch some Netflix instead of Maxion. To be honest with you, listen, I I was at maybe a six, um, but right now I'm looking at the scoreboard. We have three Maxion games going on on a Tuesday night. And uh, I'm all the way back up to 10 frostbitten Midwesterners living in the town out of 10. Oh, oh We've yeah. got Ball State 7. We've got Akron 3. We've got the two other games just kicked off uh, a few minutes ago. Um, we're loving it. There is uh, multiple games every single Tuesday and Wednesday to carry us to Thanksgiving. Um, you can't beat it. I'll be honest. You really can't. Um, there's just something very wholesome about getting under the blankets on a Tuesday night after a long day of work. Ned, 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 Ned. L- live, live picks right now. Who you got between all three matchups? Uh, I'm going to take Ball State. Okay. I'm going to take Ohio for the upset. Boom. And I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Eastern Michigan. All right. I'm going to take, um, a Ball State, Ohio in Toledo. Ooh. Okay. We love it. Uh, on the fly picks. That's what we're here for. That's absolutely cool. All right, all right. What about tomorrow? We got Central Michigan, Western Michigan. We're going to go Western Michigan, and then I'm also going to take Northern Illinois. Ooh, I love it. I'll, I'll take Kent State to cover three and a half, and, and I'll, I'll take the Broncos as well. Nice. There we go. Yeah, live matching picks. You can't get it anywhere else. Um, Patrick, you got one question for us? I do have one question. Um, <clears throat> I've been, I got, I got kind of in a wormhole the other day. Laughing at um, ridiculous 
rival uh, trophies in college football. And which one out of all the ridiculous ones is your favorite? For me, it's got to be Floyd Rosedale. Um, the is that the pig? Yes, it's the pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I wish I could find its exact size here, but it is the trophy given out uh, after. I, the- I'm looking at it right now, and it's like uh, it, it. It looks like it's about three feet long. It's gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, the Iowa Minnesota trophy. Um, yeah, that's a fan. That's like the top top five for sure. Oh, oh, um, here we go. It is 98 pounds. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at two very large offensive linemen, kind of uh, awkwardly holding it. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, that is Tuesday night action and a bunch of offensive linemen hauling off a bronze pig after a Big Ten West game. That is what college football and what this podcast is all about. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um. My personal favorite um, is Friends of State and San Diego State's. I saw this Saturday or uh, Friday or so. I can't remember what night it was. Um, their uh, trophy is a old oil can, like 1920 style oil can. That that is just on like a, a four by four plank or a big like just square wooden block. It's just it just looks so stupid, and I love it. Oh my! Oh, I I just I just opened up Twitter. I'm sorry. And then the the head of the committee just said, "Who else is Cincinnati beat besides Notre Dame?" Uh, mm. I'm sorry. What? That there? So who else besides the top ten win? Ignore that. Who else have they beaten? I'm sorry. Uh, you know how many top ten wins Ohio State and Alabama have combined? It's zero. It's it's really funny when, <laughs> like. It's always been rigged for five conferences in Notre Dame. Yeah. And, like, all people want – I'm reading what Stephen Godfrey has said. All people want is for them to admit it, and they just won't do it. And since, like, since when has everyone been like, Pac-12? Yes. Yeah. in the playoff. Come on. (sighs) Okay. You know what? We're done. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, Great episode, I thought. I think uh, everyone hopefully will enjoy us getting absolutely furious at the pretend rankings. Um, and uh, hopefully after Alabama loses this weekend, they don't fall too far because we couldn't possibly have that. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, look forward to a uh, not that great slate this weekend, but it's college football, baby, and we're going to love every second of it. Yeah, we're going to root for some chaos. All right, everyone, we will see you next week. See y'all. Absolute bozos. Fuck those motherfuckers. I just cannot believe Alabama is number two. Uh, it's truly disgusting. That's just they're already setting up. Oh my god. They're just trying to oh, they're just already setting up if Alabama loses to Georgia, they'll be like, look. What they were already ranked two, so they'll only knock them down to to three or four, four. so they can play for the third time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And yeah. I this I fucking hope I fucking hope Auburn beats Alabama. I fucking want it so bad. Give it to me. We give it to me. We have to join the uh, Church of Bonex.